Welcome back to the Christchurch Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Broughton, and today we're going to talk about three different things you can do to make money from property without actually owning it. Let's go. Welcome back to the show. You've got me, your host, Nathan. And today I'm going to run through three different options if you want to profit from property without being able to buy the property without being able to get the mortgage and without outlaying all that cost. So just before I start the podcast, I need to quickly read out our financial disclaimer. This presentation is provided for information purposes only. The content of this presentation is not intended as a substitute for regulated financial advice. So if you're looking for financial advice, please go and see a registered financial advisor. So there's three different things I'm going to talk about here today. The first two are similar, and the last one is is quite different. So they go in order of the amount you can possibly make, and actually the cost to do the strategy. So all of these are going to take some level of cash, um, but let's, let's dive in, let's start at the top. So number one, you rent out a house, and then you on-rent it for a profit. So this is called rental arbitrage. So you're renting a house, you're renting the whole house, and then you're going to rent it out um, to a bunch of students, to a bunch of workers. So essentially room by room, but it's all as one tenancy. So this is how we do a lot of our student rental properties. If you've got a group of nurses, if you're close to a hospital. So this is dependent on a few things. So you A, have to get the permission of the landlord, so the person that you're renting it off. Two, you have to have one to two months worth of rent um, that you can pay out in advance because you've got to think about this, the time frame works. You rent the property from the property manager or the owner and then you turn around and then find your tenants and rent it to them. So there's a bit of a lag between when you pay out and when you get paid in. So I'd think you'd, you'd need a couple of months worth of rent uh, as a backup for this. So this one, it's it's reasonably passive once you get it up and running. You can probably look to make uh, five to $800 a month from this. This has got the least amount of input from you. So once your tenancy is in place with the landlord, and once your tenancy is in place with your tenants, Uh, it just ticks over. So that's number one, renting to then on rent. So number two, it's similar, but it's a little bit more complex. So again, it's part of the rental arbitrage system. So you're renting out a big house, and now you're renting it out by the room or as an Airbnb. So by the room, it's a little bit more like a boarding house situation. So you're going to partially furnish it, definitely whiteware, communal furniture, maybe a bed. So you're gonna you're gonna be up for this for purchasing all the stuff to rent it out, for purchasing all the stuff um, for your tenants. Again, like number one, you need to get the permission of your property manager or the owners that you're renting it from yourself. And this one you're gonna have uh, quite a bit of upfront costs. So especially if you're going down the Airbnb route, you're going to have to fully furnish this place. So you're going to want um, two to four months worth of rent 
as a backup for this and then be able to physically guide and buy the beds, buy the furniture, furnish the property, get it ready and then rent it out. So there is a potential larger profit on this. You can be looking in the thousands of dollars per month uh, profit. Uh, and there's not really any reason why you can't do multiples of these. So you can actually do all three of these ones that we're talking about. It just depends how much money you've got at the start to put into it. So for this second one, there's a bit more management involved. Uh, if you're renting by the room, if you're doing Airbnb, there's cleaning, there's uh, tenant management, there's advertising. Uh, but as I said, there's a lot more profit to be made than from the first example. And then we move on to number three. This is this is going to take quite a bit more cash than the first two, um, but it can yield quite a lot more profit at the back end. So this is a contemporaneous sale. So so what are they? So you might have heard that talked about on social media or in different places. So what this essentially means is you. So you get a property under contract. You may or may not do some work to it, some renovations, enhancement to the property. And then you on sell the property before you settle. So there's a few things going on here. There's a lot more risk to it. You really want to be in the situation where we where you can settle it if you need to be. That you can settle it if you have to. I know people will do this without the ability to settle. Um, quite risky. I'm not saying whether you should or shouldn't do this. I'm just talking you through some of the options here. So how this works is you find a property that you think you can make some money on. So you're going to buy off John over here. And you've got a contract to buy the property for $450,000. And you've negotiated with John that you're going to put down a $10,000 deposit. So you're going to have to pay that in cash. But you've also worked out with John that you're going to have a three-month um, settlement. So from when you sign up for the property to when you settle, that's the three-month period. And also, with John, you've negotiated early access to do some cosmetic renovations. So those are the three things that you really need to have in that contract to make this work. A low deposit, a long settlement, and early access so you can get onto the property and do some do some renovations, do some work. So this doesn't really work for a lot of properties that we buy and sell here in Christchurch and around New Zealand. But if you can find something like this, it can work really well. So what you do is you pay your deposit, you've got to organize insurance, you then get in, do the renovations, you market and on-sell the property so that when you come to settle with John, You've actually got your person that you're selling to and you've lined up your dates so then you on-sell it to Tom. So you buy from John, do your work, on-sell to Tom. And the split in the middle, the spread, is what your profit is. So again, you're going to pay tax on that. You may pay uh, GST, depending on, on what level of trading you're doing or, or sales you're doing. So keep that in mind. Um, higher tax to pay, but potentially a higher profit. So these can work really well um, in a flat or rising market. Doesn't work as well in a falling market. Just with the way falling markets work is when you buy a property, you don't actually know what it's going to be worth in three or four months' time as the market's falling at an unknown rate. 
So flat or rising markets, these work really well. Work really well when you've got a distressed seller. So someone who's desperate to sell and you can you can negotiate with them to get some more favorable terms. And this is gonna help you with your, uh, your renovations and your on sale. So that's three really quick um, examples of ways you can profit from property without actually purchasing. So that fast, profit from property without actually purchasing. So be really careful on these. There's a, quite a few fish hooks. If you want to uh, talk further about this sort of thing, I'm offering um, free 15-minute property consulting. I'll leave a link below, or you can find that on our website, nathanbroughton.com, or it's, it's on some of our socials. So hopefully this has been informative. You've got a few tips and ideas out of this. There's so many different ways you can make money from property. These are just three without having to go through and actually buy the property. So really good if you're starting out. Um, anyway, that's all for this week. Take care. We'll see you next time. Bye.